Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey, good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Gridiron Talk, coming at you live from NGSC Sports. Check us out on our website at ngscsports.com. Follow our Facebook page and Twitter handle. I'm your co-host, Simon, and I got my co-host, BJ, on the line. Say hello. Greetings. What's going on? Oh, not much, not much. Baseball season started, and speaking of baseball, a uh, quick word from our sponsor, uh, DraftKings. The wait is finally over. Baseball season is here at last, and the excitement continues all season long at DraftKings.com, the official daily fantasy partner of Major League Baseball. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments, just instant cash and instant gratification. Why wait until the end of the season to claim victory when you can win huge cash every day? At DraftKings, it's like a brand-new season every time you play. Just select two pitchers, eight position players, stay under the salary cap, and you can be on your way to an enormous payday. Last year, Peter from Colorado won a million bucks, a million bucks at DraftKings in one day just playing fantasy baseball. Hundreds of thousands of fantasy sports fans just like you have already cashed in at DraftKings. Now it's your turn. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code FREAKER to play for free. You could win part of the $300 million in prizes being awarded this season. Use promo code FREAKER for free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. So speaking of baseball, my Minnesota Twinkies are off to a phenomenal start at 0-3. Yeah. David, I'll score 25 to 1. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrendous, man. Oh, my goodness. Football it's, season in Minneapolis right now. It's pathetic. Oh, God, my Twinkies. It's so sad, but you know, too. It's a long season. It's three games. You know, the baseball season is a marathon. If it was football and you're all in three, you're already done pretty much. But baseball, it's a marathon. It's 162 games. It's a long year. I remember one year, it was 2010. No, 2011. The Rays, Tampa Bay Rays here in Tampa uh, started up, I want to say, 0-7 in 2011. Ended up making the playoffs that year. So anything can happen. I mean, it's a long year. Um, but you know, I'm a, I, I love football. Don't get me wrong; it's my favorite sport. But I do like baseball too, and I, I got my I got my Cubs tattoo last Friday, so it makes me a baseball fan. I'm tattooed with the Cubs logo. Um, saw that. I saw that tattoo. Yeah, yeah, it was probably the least painful of my eight tattoos. But <laughs> hey, you got that on your calf, right? Yeah, yeah, we're right on my calf on that one. Um, Man. I don't know why. <laughs> I guess I, when I get bored, I get tattoos. I don't know if that's a bad thing. <laughs> 
Well, as long as you don't regret it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, hopefully, <laughs> I, I, I got eight of them right now. I don't regret, regret any yet, so that's a good thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, we shall see. I don't know. My Twinkies. God, I hope they do something. It's crazy because I was just telling you about this. How how every player that leaves Minnesota becomes an All Star. I mean, there was five ex Minnesota Twins players uh, on, on last year's All Star game. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So sad. You guys got a nice ballpark though, and I haven't been to um, Target Field, but I I've heard good things. I mean, the All Star game was there last year, I believe, right? Yeah. I mean, it's. It was all right, you know. Yeah. It was all right. I mean, the, the field's nice and all. I mean, it's a, it's a smaller field. I mean, it's pretty kind of like a hitter's park, so-called. But I was expecting more than than what it is, actually. I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah. at higher expectations. I mean, it, it is a pretty field. It just... I don't know. I mean, I've been to several other other stadiums too, but you know, it, it just doesn't jump out at you. That's the thing. And how about jump one more baseball it. note? What about my my Cubs? One and one. Jake Arrieta yesterday pitched an awesome game for the Cubs. Had a rocky first inning. Didn't give any runs, but was kind of struggling that first inning. Montero, the catcher, yelled at him, kind of like told him to get his head out of his ass type thing, and then, boom, just took off, finished with seven strikeouts, and the Cubbies beating the hated Cardinals yesterday to go to one and one. So we'll see. Joe Madden got his first win. We will see. I, totally, I, I got I, Man, it's high, high expectations for your Cubs this year, it seems like. You know, you got Joe Madden there, signed a lot of good free agents. Uh, I don't know. Your Cubs are perfectly looking strong, but we'll see if they pull through, you know, since I got uh, I was pumped about the Cubs yesterday that win, and my buddy was like, he had to calm me down. He's like, relax, dude. He's like, you got 160 more games to go. It's a long, <laughs> <laughs> it's a long season. But I'm a diehard fan. You know, I'm passionate. I love my team. I love my Chicago Bears, which, although I'm not expecting much from them this season, but we'll see, you know. And I just see the big news jumping the, the football right now uh, with Peanut Tillman. It's, uh, the Peanut Tillman era is over in Chicago. That's it. He's a uh, Officially a Carolina Panther. He's reunited with Ron Rivera, Carolina. Yeah. So, and he had the yeah. best years. He had his best years of his career with Ron Rivera there. Yeah. Yeah, that you he know. did. Obviously, Charles Simmons, you know, Peanut, we're not going to, I mean, obviously suffered, you know, back to back triceps injuries. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, obviously he's, he's getting old. Okay, I think he's like what thirty-four years old now. Yeah, he's like been that. in the league since '03. I mean, he came in the league pretty so, old. Um, yeah, I mean, what what are you expecting out of out of Peanut down in Carolina? You think he's going to have a huge impact, or I think he can stay healthy because he had, he had a pretty good camp for the Bears this year in the start of the season. He got hurt pretty quick though in the year, and and uh, but it's hard to say. I mean, when you injured the same tricep two years in a row. That's, you know, that's hard. In this age, you know, father time is catching up with him. And he'll be missed, though, in Chicago. I really, I mean, I was a huge Peter Tillman fan. The way he used to punch that ball out was just, oh, it was, it was like a, it was a thing of beauty. It was art watching that. And and what he did in Chicago was amazing. I mean, you're talking about a guy that 
not also was a great player, but a great individual. He won the uh, Walter Payton Award last year. Right. He was honored in the Super Bowl. I mean, this did a lot for the community in Chicago, and and you know, just he, he will be missed. But you know, you know, the time was coming. Him, Lance yeah. Briggs. Uh, I don't know if you saw they they released Roberto Garza uh, this past week. So this new regime, this uh, Ryan Pace regime GM, you know, first he cleaned house with the coaches, and now it's making its way down to the players and. They're not fooling around after that five and eleven year last year. I mean, they they mean business, and we've seen a lot of the ex Bears gone. But of course, we can't get rid of Cutler though. <laughs> That's one we can't get rid of. We lost Marshall Garza, uh, Briggs. Is, we're not keeping Briggs. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, Tillman, and now, but Cutler's still there. <laughs> right. Cutler has to be there. We can't get rid of him. We're too much stuck with him, as we've talked about before. Um, yeah. But Peanut, I think I think he's a good addition. I mean, if he's still got a little bit left in the tank, uh, obviously he's getting older. You know, the whole injury thing is going to probably slow him down a little bit. Um, I mean, perennial Pro Bowl player, though, you know, so he's got a lot of experience under his belt. Obviously, I think that's going to be a huge, uh, huge aspect for for that secondary, you know, for the Panthers secondary to really kind of learn from. Well, you got two young guys there. I think Josh Norman is there, and uh, what's uh, what's the number two corner? Benny. Oh, I forget his name. Benny, Benicky, something like that. Am I saying it right? Anyway, I think he's going to be a good addition as far as leadership uh, experience to teach the younger guys. I mean, they do have a young secondary back there, so and obviously the Panthers need to. Uh, you know, keep that secondary in check considering they're in, they're in the NFC South there. So you got Drew Brees, you got, you know, Matt Ryan throwing the ball everywhere. Yep. And then um, maybe Jameis Winston too soon. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You got, I don't know, Bucks have Bucks been flying out to see Mariota, I heard. Yep. Went to Oregon. Yep. Lovey Smith, the whole coaching staff. I even, um, Derek Carter. Yep. The, um, the whole coaching staff and the GM, Jason White. I mean, they they all went. Yeah, they, they flew out to Oregon, and they liked what they saw. I guess he performed very well. So now it's the way you said. Maybe Winston is not the uh, the, the definite choice here. Maybe it will be a little more interesting now. After Are they workout. saying anything down there in Tampa about about maybe switching their mind to Mariota? Because it seems like – it almost seems like it's kind of turning the page of, of Jameis Winston. I think there's been – I guess I guess it depends on who or what what post you're reading or, or which analyst you're looking through, but obviously they all have their different opinions on whether or not they believe Janice Winston or, or Mariota should be the number one. But I've been reading a lot more about how Mariota's been, you know, especially with, with all the visits, you know, how he handles himself with, with the organization, uh, as well as his, you know, his personal character, his leadership style. It seems like he's kind of turning the corner, and it could go back and forth until all the way up until draft day for the number one pick. And I even read a slight rumor about the Bears being interested in Mariota. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess it's that's available. True. I don't think they're going to make a trade, but if he falls on their lap, which I don't think is going to happen, because if he doesn't go to Tampa Bay or Tennessee, I heard the Jets are really interested in him. And the Jets, as you know, pick before us. 
So I heard it's I heard the Bears are looking to trade Jay Cutler. They're trying to move Jay Cutler and you know, move enough to get Mariota too. I that would be really interesting. Moment. Yeah, I don't I don't see anybody taking on that contract. I really don't. I think the only thing the only way that the Bears can get Mariota would be if if he's available at seven. If he somehow falls on their lap at seven, you I can't see anybody taking Cutler. I really <laughs> you I don't be, think Lovey Smith, Lovey Smith, will take a shot at Jay Cutler, bring him back oh. to former Bear. I think the safe bet with Lovey right now is to, is to take one of these young quarterbacks because right now, I mean, okay, he, he got the pass last year after going 2-14, and 14, but if they have another bad year, the Glazers are very impatient people, as you know. They they fired uh, Chiano after two years. They fired Raheem Morris after two years. They fired John right. Gruden after a 9-7 and seven season, you know? Right. Uh, they're very impatient, and I think another bad year for Lovey, even though he signed for, what, four or five years, Four years. It doesn't yeah. matter. They'll eat up contracts. Look at they're playing Gruden for like eight years. <laughs> right. <laughs> fire them. Uh, right. So I think if the Bucks are smart, they they take the safe route and, and draft one of these two young quarterbacks. I I believe taking Cutler would be a risk. It really would. And I just don't think Jason Light and and Lovey Smith would want to put their jobs on the line because as you know, Cutler's a coach killer. He he's cost a lot of coaches their jobs over the years. And I know if I'm I'm in the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, coaching staff or or front office, I I wouldn't take that risk on a on a gunslinger who I told you is colorblind. He he seems he always loses the other jersey. <laughs> but how I mean I mean if you really break it down though, in terms of how many you know we've seen numerous. I mean time and time again how many quarterbacks get drafted in the first round and don't pan out, even in the first right. top ten picks. So I mean, yeah, there's there's a huge risk just in the in taking the pick. Um I mean what do you think about the risk reward in terms of Jay Cutler or taking that first round pick? You know what I mean? I see enough of Jay Cutler that I would take the risk. <laughs> <laughs> this this pick though for the Bucks, like the Glazers said, this pick in this draft is going to it's going to make or break the Bucks in the part in the next four or five years. This is a very important draft for Tampa Bay, especially the way attendance has been declining for so long. Uh, this team hasn't been a playoff team since 2007. That's a long time to not make the playoffs, especially in the NFL. Uh, so this draft is huge, and they, they, can't, they can't screw it up. They really can't. You know, they had so many bad drafts for so many years. Look at the bad picks they've had the past five or six years, Mark Barron, who they just traded. He was a bust, the safety. Um, Josh Freeman, first round, the bust, you know? Uh, all these guys, like Adrian Claiborne, who they just traded. I mean, to Atlanta, lost to Atlanta. He, he's he been a bust. I mean, they've had a lot of, other than Gerald McCoy in the past probably six years, there's been a lot of bust first round picks. They, they kind of, Levante David was a steal. They got him in, I believe, the second or third round, so he was a steal. So they have, they've had some decent late-round picks, but this draft is going to be huge for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They they cannot mess up this pick. They have to get this pick right, or things are going to get ugly because attendance is so bad right now, and they can't afford to lose more fans. Well, what are they going to do? when they? I mean, let's say they, you know, I mean, like, like you're saying, you, they can't afford to, to mess up on this pick, but really they don't have much options to mess up on if they're considering one of the two quarterbacks, you know, in terms of Winston and Mariota. I mean, what what happens when they don't pan out? 
Oof. You're going to see uh-huh. uh, a lot of firing. I think it will. I mean, if this pick screws up, it will cost Lovey his job in the next couple of years. If, if this, if they draft uh, Winston or Mariota and they, and they become a total bust, oh, yeah, their jobs are going to be cost. Uh, it's going to get ugly pretty quick. So yeah, That's what I'm saying. I'm, and that's why I'm saying for Lovey to to bypass the quarterback, you know, get a foundation, you know, get a then, field position player. But then At least you won't screw that pick up. And, but then are you confident with Glennon as your quarterback? I mean, he, I'll be honest, watching him a couple times last year, he's not a franchise quarterback. I've seen enough of the guy the last couple of years, uh, Glennon. He's maybe a good backup, but, I mean, if you don't take a quarterback high in this draft, you're going to be going to the training camp with, with Glennon as your quarterback. And, I mean, I don't know if I'd feel confident. I think I'd. I think they have to go quarterback with this first pick. They just there isn't a sure whole that. lot of confidence though in starting a rookie quarterback either. I mean, not these guys aren't as hyped up as you know, like the Andrew Luck was, no. or even RG three was. Um, you know, so even if they even if they draft him and plug him in come week one, I mean, there's going to be a lot of learning curves, you know, for a rookie quarterback. But they got a new coordinator, Dirk Carter, who was the Atlanta coordinator. You know, very good offensive mind. He did some good things with Matt Ryan up in Atlanta. But I look at this way with Tampa Bay, I definitely see them taking a quarterback the first pick because Glennon, Lovey's not convinced about Glennon. I mean, look at how bad McCown was last year. And Glennon could still not unseat him at the end to be the quarterback. And and McCown was horrendous. I mean, I mean, granted he was playing behind the bad offensive line. He, he got hit probably ten times a game. Uh, the, their offensive line was probably the worst in the NFL last year. But still, a lot of bad turnovers. I mean, he was he was terrible last year. And he and, and Glennon still could not unseat him. So that shows that Lovey is not confident in Glennon. So that's why I definitely see them going quarterback. They just better get it right. They better. I mean. They'd, yeah, but at the 50-50. same time, <laughs> at the same time, Lovey didn't really have a choice. Have a choice when it came down to McCown. I mean, gave him a four-year, you know, deal. I mean, gave him all that money. He kind of had, kind of forced to play him. And I don't get why they gave McCown that type of contract, uh, and then you just release him. And when I saw that contract, I mean, they were doing it based on what he did in Chicago in a half a season, and right. he was in a quarterback-friendly system and Trustman system, which. Even though Cutler couldn't excel in it, McCown actually did pretty good in that system. But I don't understand how he got that contract. Because McCown has been a career journeyman. I mean, look at he's Look how many teams he's played for in his career. Right. He's not – I mean, he's never really been that type of quarterback that's solid. I mean, he bounced around the league. He's a journeyman. He was out of football before he went to Chicago for like a year. He was a high school gym teacher or something. And then they – Bears needed an emergency backup and signed him that year too. I think believe it was like 2011. And now, and then the Bucks give him this huge payday, and I couldn't figure that one out. I I knew that was going to be a disaster, and it turned out to be. Yeah, um, yeah, Stewart die for those Bucks. I mean, horrendous season. Just seems. I mean, and, and they have so much talent around them. I mean, really, when you look at Vincent Jackson, Mike Evans, there, you know, uh, I mean. Let's talk about their running backs. They're the stable of running backs. What are they going to do? I mean, they got Doug Martin there. 
They got Bobby Rainey, Charles Sims. You know, uh, I was also reading a couple rumors, so-called, that they might be looking to trade Doug Martin as well. Yeah, Martin somehow got in Lovey's doghouse last year a lot. Uh, I don't know the facts. It just seemed like there was something going on there because Lovey just really doesn't believe in Doug Martin, and, and Shiano was a huge believer of Doug Martin. Doug Martin, his rookie year, he tore it up in 2000. Well, well Lovey came out saying that, that he he was kind of praising Doug Martin. I mean, there, there was a little bit of a report when he came out and said, he, you know, that Doug Martin, that you haven't really tapped into the full resource of, of Doug Martin yet either. He was injured um, a lot too, Doug Martin, but when he was healthy, he didn't get that many carries. I mean, I don't know what's going on there. Lovey's hard to figure out as a coach. Uh, he doesn't get to the bottom of things. He kind of lets the media hang a lot. Because I, I, I know from him being in Chicago for nine years and then now his second year being in Tampa Bay uh, living here, he, uh, yeah, he, he's hard to figure out. I mean, he, he, he can be, uh, you know, he can frustrate the media because you can never get the absolute truth out of him unless he's talking about Rex Grossman. That's the only time we get the absolute Well, it truth. just seems like Robbie like Smith just never found an identity for this team. I mean, in no. terms of what they're trying to do, especially on the offensive side of the ball, you know, they can't really do a whole lot when, you know, if your offense can't score points. So, uh, But they the offensive side of the ball, I mean, they, they can't, seems like I don't know what they were doing. Like, were they trying to establish a run? Were they trying to fling the ball? I mean, obviously, when they play from behind, you kind of have to throw it, but it, it, there was no, yeah, let's try to give it to, to Doug Martin. Or it wasn't like, okay, let's give it to Bobby Rainey. It was, you know, it was all over the place. They were just, you know, constantly, you know, swapping players in and out during the plays. Um, you know, I mean, Evans was really the only consistent thing that, that happened uh, on that no, offense sure. last year. So I think that's kind of a big issue. I think they really need to find a true identity and where they want this team to head and look like in the future. Um, and obviously the, you know, the upcoming draft will, will play a huge part in that, uh, depending on how, on how they go with the, with the pick. So, and you're talking yeah, they, about, yeah, go ahead. They, they really made some bad free agent signings last year. They brought in Anthony Collins from the Bengals. He, he was got to the point he was on the, he wasn't even dressing at the end. <laughs> That's how bad he was. Uh, Michael Johnson was a bust, the defensive end who went back to the Bengals. He was a bust for Tampa Bay. They, I mean, there was just a lot of bad decisions. They let Donald Penn walk, the ex-left tackle, who had a decent season with the Raiders last year. They bring in Collins. Yeah. He's a bust. You know, uh, uh, yeah, they, they brought in. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, you talk about Kyle these busts. Bust. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you talk about these busts, but then, you know, they just traded Deshaun Goldson, who was one who was, I guess, the positive light on defense, you he, know? At times, though, he, what hurt him the last couple of years since he went to Tampa Bay? He hasn't lived up to being the highest paid safety in the NFL. He was a highest paid safety. And what right. hurt him, though, was the way the rules change. He, he's, he's a headhunter. He'll, um, you know, he goes for the, the kill shot. And since the NFL has been changing the last few years with all these, you know, protecting the wide receivers, he, he racked up so many fines. Uh, it took away from his game last year, and I saw it the last two years. A couple of years ago, he was racking up so many fines. I think he racked up like 
over forty grand in fines or maybe more. Um, actually, more than that, he got fined like four times a couple of years ago for you know hitting uh, receivers that you know uh, up, you know hit them in the head and helmet to helmet. And then last year, I saw a different Golson where the point where he couldn't play aggressive because he's worried about getting fined, and it took away from his game and. He had a really bad year last year. Both safeties did, and that's why Mark Barron got traded during the season. He was a bust. And, but there's pieces, though, on that defense. I mean, you do have McCoy. You do have Levante David, who was a beast. Uh, they brought in Bruce Carter from the Cowboys, who's a decent linebacker. They just signed that George Johnson guy. So they're, they're making mini moves right now. They didn't really make a huge splash in free agency. They brought in Chris Conti, who <laughs> good luck with that pickup. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see in Tampa Bay. But one thing offensively, though, Unless that offensive line gets better, which I don't see it happening, they're still going to struggle on offense. I don't care if you put Tom Brady behind center on that offense. That offensive line is is bad. I mean, it was. I saw enough Bucks games last year to say it's it probably was the worst offensive line in the NFL. I mean, it was. Oh, that I bad. agree. I agree. It was up there. I mean, it's definitely up there, one of the top. And I think it will be just as bad this year too. Um. I know we were talking before the show. We talked about hearing a report about about San Diego Chargers maybe possibly moving Philip Rivers uh, to Tennessee. Yeah. Possible? Is, is that even possible? I don't know. Because I was, I was thinking the Chargers were so glued with with Rivers as as the quarterback. I think you know it seemed like they were just stuck with him, wanted to stick with him. And, and you know, basically wanting him to to finish out his career as a Charger. Um, but what what did you read about that? It seems like, I just to me it's just a rumor. You see all these rumors um, going on right now: Cutler, Rivers, even Archie Green's name has even been tossed around. Manziel possibly getting you know trying to trade him. I mean, it's, it's all these rumors. I can't see San Diego letting Rivers go because he kind of he. You know, kind of revitalized his career last year. He had a good year. Right. I mean, he to me come back player of the year for a while. Uh, he turned it around after, uh, you know, a very dismal 2013. And Tennessee, would you? I mean, what were they gonna have to give up? Would they have to give up the second pick for Rivers? I mean, is Rivers worth the pick that high? I mean, what would they give up for him to San Diego? <clears throat> I think. I think. I don't know. I. Would you pick? Would you take Rivers over the second round pick, or I mean, second overall pick, if you were Tennessee? I, I think I would, because Rivers is not. I mean, what is he about? I, I would he do it all day. Two thousand five. What's he came in the league in oh five? He's Eli Manning's age, which is what, like thirty maybe? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think he's like thirty one, thirty two. But I mean, still got a good four or five years, years, you know. Five to seven years, I would do it because this, like you said, this quarterback. It's not an Andrew Luck in this draft. I mean, not nothing against Winston, um, but it's it, they're, they're projects right now with two of those quarterbacks. And Rivers is a proven quarterback. I, I would do it. I honestly would if I was Tennessee. I wouldn't do it for color, but uh, Rivers I would. I, I, I would take Rivers all day instead of taking that risk of a, a Winston or a Mariota. And I, I think I would take Rivers all day. I mean, he, he, he's a proven quarterback. He can play the game. He's smart. He 
been in the league. Um, he knows what he's doing. You take a proven guy like that. I mean, yeah. The re- I mean, it's, it's a risk in terms of how long he can play. You know, obviously you're not getting the young gun. But at this stage and the way the NFL is in terms of all these busts that you constantly see, you know, all these, all these quarterbacks that are taken in the first round, you know, especially the top 10, top 15 pick overall. I mean, a higher percentage of it is, is they don't pan out. I mean, you just look, you see the EJ Manuels, the Geno Smiths, you know, yep. they just don't, they, they don't pan out. The Christian Ponders, I mean, even, goodness. He's on the Raiders, right? <laughs> what a joke. I hate bringing up his name. I absolutely hate talking about Christian Ponder. He guys to the playoffs a couple years ago, but that was Mark Peterson. <laughs> and that yeah. Offense. A couple yeah. Before that, 2012, you guys made the playoffs with him. Yeah. Yeah, that's when, yeah, that's when AP rushed for 2,000 yards. Yeah. So pretty much like 60% of the offense was run through him. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it just... It just happens all the time. So in terms of getting a proven guy like Philip Rivers, you know, I mean, he's got a good track record. You know, he's got a good career so far. Can't really take anything away from him. I mean, he can make he can make the good throws. So, I mean, if, if I was given that option, I think I think I would take it. I'd take it without a heartbeat. I mean, you know, but that's just me. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not playing for a pretty good coach, too. Ken Wizardhunt's a pretty good offensive mind, and he did take Arizona right. to the Super Bowl, so. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously they'd have to fill up some of the talent there, but uh, they definitely have to get a little bit more support to cast. I mean, their wideouts are a little bit hurt. That's what they have. Obviously, Bishop Sankey, the running back, didn't, uh, didn't pan out as like they were. I thought he was going to have a bigger year. Yeah, I really, he was the first pick, first running back taken in that draft. Yeah, I, I thought he was due for a big year. I know I know rookie running backs, yeah, I, I get all that, that they, you know, they all have learning curves and all that, but I thought he was going to get, I thought he was going to get more playing time in general. And he had a good preseason, I remember, you know? Yeah, yeah, he did. He tore it up. And he just, he, they, they never gave him, they just never let go of the reins on him, it seems like. I don't know why. And they waited so long to do that. And by that time, well, the team was so abysmal already, you know, they had so many problems. I mean, Bakker constantly getting hurt and all that. I mean, it it was terrible. But on that note, on the hour, uh, I'll take a quick quick break from a sponsor. That's DraftKings. Again, the wait is finally over. Baseball season is here at last, and the excitement continues all season long at DraftKings.com, the official daily fantasy partner of Major League Baseball. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitment, just instant cash, instant gratification. Why wait until the end of the season to claim victory when you can win huge cash every day? At DraftKings, it's like a brand-new season every time you play. Just select two pitchers and eight position players Stay under the salary cap, and you could be on your way to an enormous payday. Last year, Peter from Colorado won a million bucks at DraftKings in one day just playing fantasy baseball. Hundreds of thousands of fantasy sports fans just like you have already cashed in at DraftKings. 
Now it's your turn. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code STREAKER to play for free. You could win part of the $300 million in prizes being awarded this season. Use promo code STREAKER for free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. And we're back. Um, you know, you would talk about Peter from Colorado, boy. One a million in a day. Yeah, I mean, have you ever played? Have you ever done draft? No, before? but, but no? I'll say one thing. If I if I was Peter, I would have let it rain that night, if you know what I mean. <laughs> if I oh, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I mean, in one day, too. It's like I, I've played at DraftKings before because I do <laughs> – I'm a gambler. I do – I'm a huge fantasy football junkie. I mean, I do yeah. fantasy baseball. Like fantasy baseball, I don't do the daily, you know, DraftKings. I think it's so much harder to, um, you know, there's just so many players. That's that's why it's tough to choose from. But football for me is, you know, I I love football. I love fantasy football. It's uh, but I also do DraftKings all the time. And it's really fun. I mean, I made a little bit of money here and there too. So. Um, you know, for, for anyone that's not aware of DraftKings, uh, definitely check it out. I mean, extremely cheap to play. I mean, you can play for a dollar even, you know. Wow. I mean, you can just do a dollar if you wanted to. So, uh, you know, and it's a huge return if you if you actually, you know, pick the right players. So for a dollar, you can turn it into, you know, like Peter did, won a million bucks one day. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if I was in Peter's shoes, boy, I would have been going to the club with a thousand crisp ones. Celebrating. Oh, you know, speaking of baseball, though, I was at my first baseball game because we talk talk about DraftKings and talk about baseball. I was at my first baseball game of the year Tuesday night. I was at the Rays game, and boy, what a what a abysmal. Attendance thirteen thousand second game of the year. I mean, come on, come on. That's that's second game at thirteen thousand. That's that's bad, you know. But I don't know. No, we need a new stadium. That's for sure. But I had a great time though. You know, uh, games are always fun. You know, a lot of Oriole fans there Tuesday night, and but it's good time. I mean, how many games do you get up to in Target Field a year? I try to get to a couple. I mean, I'm not as into going to the game anymore at Target Field. I, I'm, I don't know. Like, I, I would more prefer to watch it like at a bar or at home. You know, I mean, it's yeah. fun to go to the game. You know, but it's not something that I would do like once a week or something like that. You know what I mean? I mean, I know there's people out there that you know diehard oh, yeah. fans that that just want to go to every single game. But I mean, I do make it. I do. I do a once a year like different stadium trip. So wherever oh, my cool. Twinkies are, wherever my Twinkies are playing, you know, I end up driving to that city for a game just to see, you know, the, the stadium. So I've been to like Hoffman Stadium, you know, been to play, you know, got them play at Tigers, um, you know, down Milwaukee. I guess it's a little bit closer to my area, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's something I do, but I don't try to, you know, I don't try to hit like 20, 30 games a year or something like that. I mean, 
I don't know. Especially especially the way my Twinkies are playing right now, too. It's just so sad. Uh, I, I know. I hit 10 to 15 raised games a year. I'll tell you. You go to a raised game, though. Yeah, but your raised game. Lots of little girls that go to raised games. They're cheap. It's, yeah, it's like you, five bucks. Um, you just sit in the up, you know. I paid I paid twelve bucks the other night, and I had. Yeah, what you get like was, third base seats? <laughs> they, they were not too far from the bullpen area, and, and I. Uh, I but we we were standing. They have an area now in center field where you can stand. It's like a little like restaurant area, you know. They got like you know, it's like almost like a kiosk at the mall, you know, but it's in center field, and uh, and yeah, I had a good time though. I was. I was trying to keep my eyes in the game, but boy, I'll tell you, you ever go to a Rays game, a lot of, a lot of good-looking girls go to Rays games, I'm just being honest. Tampa Bay, that's one thing, 13,000 fans, but boy, you'd be surprised <laughs> it was in attendance. Uh, for all you single ladies that are listening to this show, <laughs> DJ needs a girlfriend really bad, okay? But one thing I really enjoyed oh. at the Rays game, if you ever go to Tropicana <laughs> Field, if you ever go to Tropicana Field, you got to get the pulled pork nachos. Oh my God! I uh, actually right. posted a photo of them on Facebook. I don't know if you've seen it before yeah, I devoured them. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh it's my God, it. they were good. Ten bucks, you get this. They, I told a woman when she was filling, I'm like, I want it high and deep, and she did. <laughs> she filled it. Yeah, but see, like when you go to the game, you know, you end up spending whatever, like fifty, sixty bucks. When I go to a game, I, you know, especially for like a pretty good seat it's you know the ticket is already like 30 35 depending on where i mean then it you know it starts to add up from there a lot more like if i knew i was only gonna be able to i knew if i you know i could go to a game and only spend like 40 bucks yeah i'd probably do it a little bit more often but when i start yep. spending you know 70 and 80 bucks well you know then i gotta watch <laughs> i gotta watch the, so. oh yeah it gets pricey Cash i would park I went to Fenway two years ago when they um a couple summers ago and a ticket alone was like fifty bucks. You know, yeah. we were in the outfield near the bullpen and yeah, it gets pricey. Insane. I yeah. mean for your for your race, I mean they're they're begging for people to come watch the game. Oh yeah, it costs you me know? and you know it's funny, I don't even have to pay to park because I park at my old job. So Yeah, <laughs> free parking? Park. No parking. Free, I mean, yeah, free parking ten bucks, you know, it's just ten bucks. Parking. I'm like I mean, I'm like VIP in Tampa Bay. This is like my uh, <laughs> uh, uh my kingdom. Anyway, like, what did LeBron say? We went back to Cleveland. His kingdom. This is my kingdom over here. So I get a lot of <laughs> VIP treatment in the Tampa Bay area. All right, we'll see. Oh, we'll see when I come down. If I ever come down to visit you, I better get the full treatment, man. Oh, you will. You. <laughs> we won't be able to talk about it on the air because this is a G-rated show. But yeah. <laughs> You'll get the full treatment right. of the idea. Well, I'll, I'll, look, I'll look forward to that. Uh, getting back to the NFL, uh, Le'Veon Bell, obviously he got a three-game suspension from his incident uh, early in preseason last year. Uh, three games, you know, for possession, DUI. I mean, he got a DUI for being, not not for drinking, I mean, for, for smoking marijuana, being under the influence of, of cannabis. Kind of a little bit odd to me. I don't know. I didn't even know that was possible. Did you? <laughs> no. I didn't. I, I didn't even know that was possible. Like, uh, how do you get a DUI when you haven't even been drinking? Yeah, that's that is different. Uh, 
anyway, obviously three games. It's uh, it's, it's a good chunk, you know. It's a yeah. good chunk, and obviously, it's you know we haven't seen the schedule out yet. Do the three games? I mean, do they think? Do you think Pittsburgh can handle handle the first three games without Le'Veon Bell? I mean, obviously, depending on their schedule, but they could put themselves in a hole. No, it could be. Look at in that playoff game against the Ravens when they were missing them. They yeah. look, you know, they were one dimensional, and and right. Big Ben threw what a few picks in that game. Yeah. So they're gonna it's gonna hurt them. There's no doubt about it. I don't care who they're playing in the first three games. It's gonna hurt them because we, I we saw it firsthand how they look without without Bell in, in a playoff game, and they were very one dimensional. So yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna take three games is three games. That's a lot for a 16 game schedule. So yeah, that's that's gonna hurt them a little bit. We'll see who they play, but. I don't think it's going to matter much. I think it's a, it's going to be it could make the difference of them making playoffs at that moment. I mean, I okay. know they signed they signed D'Angelo Williams, um, but he's going to be 32 years old by the time the season starts. Uh, he's he's been mixed up and dinged up uh, throughout his career, and obviously that was probably primarily the reason that they you know the Panthers let him go. Um, they have three archer there, the speed guy. I mean, it's pretty much just a stick that can run super fast. So I don't know who, I don't know how they're going to, you know, play around in terms of, you know, first two downs or third down, passing downs. It'll be interesting to see how they, they kind of work with the stable of the back that they got. But Le'Veon Bell is such a huge huge part of that offense. I mean, he, he counted for, I think, something like 30, 33%, 30%, 35% of total offense last year. You know? I mean, he had two over, like, 2,100-some yards from scrimmage last year. So Yeah, he had a big year for them. I mean, he had a huge year, and he got a huge first two years, actually. Yeah. You know? I mean, uh, one of the few players to think for I think Bush for two thousand yards over two thousand yards and have a thousand yards receiving in the first two years. I mean uh, it's a big milestone in terms of how you know, considering how young he is and what he's done in the two years. So I think it's gonna put a huge they become vulnerable I think without Le'Veon Bell and like you talked about in the playoff game last year, uh it looked a little lost when 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 Le'Veon Bell got hurt, you know. Like you said, throwing three picks, they became one-dimensional, trying to throw the ball everywhere. Yep. Uh, couldn't establish a running game. So Yeah, he looked out of sync in that game. And I, I truly believe if Bell would have played in that playoff game, I think the Steelers would have maybe won that game. And, yeah, and like I said, I, I think this could put a dent in terms of their playoff, playoff contention. I mean, considering the, the division that they play in, obviously Cleveland is it's nothing to worry about for them. But... Cincinnati, Baltimore, they're right there. I mean, Tough division. Any one of those teams could have won the, won the division last year. All three of them made the playoffs so, last year, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it'll be interesting. Le'Veon Bell, though. I don't know. I'm still taking a number one overall in fantasy football draft. I think he's that good. I got the option to pick. That would take him. Just for future reference for all you fantasy junkies like me out there. Um, other news, Michael Bennett. <laughs> this is interesting. Michael Bennett, I mean, obviously, Michael Bennett, we know the story. 
you know, Seattle defender there. Uh, a couple years ago when they played New Orleans, uh, he called Jimmy Graham soft, uh, overrated, you know, basically a scared player. Uh, he talked to the media again, didn't retract any of his statements, still considers Jimmy Graham now his new teammate a soft and overrated player. How do you think this is going to fare for those two in the locker room? It's, he's going to have to earn his stripes. I mean, as good as Jeremy Graham has been, and he's arguably one of the, the best tight ends in the NFL, I, I honestly think he's a second. I, I like Gronkowski first, but Jeremy Graham's a beast. I mean, what he's done in his career, but he's going to have to earn his stripes. And like Bennett said, Michael Bennett said, the Seahawks' defense, offense is a lot different than the Saints. It's kind of like a little bit of a power running game. You've got to be able to block. In the Saints' offense, as we know, they throw the ball so much. So he's all constantly split out or, you know, going off of pass patterns. He's not really a blocker as much. And this time he's going to – they like to run the ball a lot with Marshawn Lynch. So he's going to have to block. But I, I think he will – this is a big year for Jimmy Graham. I think he's out to, to prove people wrong. I think he's a little bitter. The Saints traded him, you know, and I could tell. Uh, I, I think he'll have a big year. But, boy, Michael Bennett's tough, man. Tough dude, he, he to earn his praise. He's very outspoken, though. Both Bennett brothers, him and his brother Mark Ellis, uh, are very outspoken players, and they speak their mind. And I, yeah, I, I, I was, I, I was surprised. I thought he'd retract his statements, but nope, he's sticking with it. Yeah, he didn't back off at all. Um, do you consider? And I, I think that this is a huge difference between Gronk and Graham. Is Gronk can actually have a role in the run block. You know, yes. in the running game. I mean, he is not afraid to block for his running backs whatsoever. We know that. We've seen that. He's a very um, physical guy. Do you think Jimmy Graham's a little bit soft? I mean, considering that he's kind of shying away from the whole run block, uh, you know, Michael Bennett calling him out. Even even the whole Legion of Boom called him out back back in that playoff game because, you know, apparently, you know, I don't know if you remember, but Jimmy Graham got rattled pretty good by Cam. Oh yeah, he you know he, uh, they stuck it to him, and yeah, he is. I mean, I want to know if I, I don't know if I call him soft, but uh, he is known for good his boy. receiving abilities. I mean, he's like a you know more of a like six foot seven anything. wide receiver. Yeah. yeah, so he he's not really a physical guy. I don't know. I I don't know if I call him soft. I don't think he's soft. But he's not physical, is what they're saying. Kind of like a, like a like a Greg Olson, you know, for Carolina, great receiving type tight end, but not a good blocker. And like you said, that's why I give the edge over Gronk too, with Gronk over Graham too, because uh, Gronk's physical. He doesn't mind mixing it up. He likes right. you know getting dirty in the trenches with the offensive lineman, laying those blocks out, opening right. those holes for Garrett Blunt. Uh, so yeah, that I agree with. But I I wouldn't call Graham soft, but I do think he is. Like you said, he's his his blocking can be better. There's no doubt about that. It needs to get it needs to improve. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work because you're right. I mean, I don't know if if they're planning on lining him up on the line. I mean, that's really not his forte technically. I mean, he's always been split out at least a few feet somewhere. You know, not not where he's just stuck at the line of scrimmage. It would be interesting. Uh, it'd be interesting how these two I guess, <laughs> mend their their personalities. I mean, being on the same team. 
Because, I mean, if I'm Jimmy Graham, I'd be irate, I guess. I, I'd be pretty much, you know, I, I'd have some personal issues with him. <laughs> I mean, oh, in yeah. the locker room. I'd be mad. You know? Right? I mean, like, I mean, who wouldn't? You know, who wouldn't? But I, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's, it, it's a statement that sticks, you know? Especially even after two years and you still think he's soft, even though he's... <laughs> Technically, one of the premier tight ends in the league. I don't know. It'll be interesting. You know, Michael Bennett. He's earned the right to say what he wants now, and on being outspoken. He, the last two years, what he's done as a, as a defensive end in that defense. I mean, he's had two big years. Even the Super Bowl, he got the Brady a lot in that game. He had a huge. If you're talking about one player in Seattle that deserved high praise in that game was definitely Michael Bennett. I mean, what a Super Bowl he played in, especially under the spotlight. He's a good, he's a good player. And boy, he's a great Tampa Bay. Great Tampa Bay player. wishes. I bet you Tampa Bay wishes they didn't let him slip away because uh, they basically didn't want to pay him what he wanted, and it wasn't even that much right. at the time. And uh, right. he's he 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 was a big loss. I mean, I could see even when he played for Tampa Bay, he was a little raw, but you could see the potential. I mean, he led the team in sacks. I think in 2011, he had like eight sacks, eight and a half sacks, and then he went to Seattle, and look what he's become. I mean, he's become a centerpiece, centerpiece of that defensive line. Great pass, yeah. sure. And, uh, but give Jimmy a break, man. Come on. I mean, that's a guy at least he hasn't even <laughs> had a practice with the team yet. Jeez. <laughs> Come on. Let the guy have a, put the helmet on for you. But – no, I mean, without a doubt, their offense just got 10 times better with, with him there. You know, and we talked about this, about having no pure red zone threat, you know, no go-to guy for Russell Wilson. Um, I, I, I only see good things happening. I mean, oh, considering yeah, how yeah. much, how, yeah. considering how much they get into the red zone, I mean, it, it really raises the stock of both guys in terms of Russell Wilson and Jimmy Graham. I mean, I, I say this. Know. If they had Jimmy Graham in that Super Bowl, that last play, they they would have won that game. Because you know they would have oh. went to Graham. They would have won that Super Bowl if they had Graham. Well, they should have just ran it in. But, I mean, you, you have, you know, all, all you needed was one yard. And it's not like Marshawn Lynch can't ever get one yard. And they had a that, That's just that's I don't just get silly. that to this guy. I don't understand. You have a timeout. You have one of the best short yardage backs in the NFL, and you have a timeout left, and you throw. I don't. And you throw the ball. I don't get that. It's on to this day. And for Pete Carroll to say that they don't, you know, they don't regret it or whatever he said. He, I, they, they probably regret that if I was a head coach every day of the week until the season started because that was like, oh my god, that was that was just asinine. You know, it's just. That, I mean, if off. I was the owners, I would be irate. Oh, I was the owners. <laughs> I mean, seriously, your chances of back-to-back titles, I mean, it's it's slim. It is so slim for you to be able to get back into the Super Bowl, first of all, and then to have pretty much a walk-in of a yard to just, you know, hand the ball off. I mean. All you to do, Marshawn Lynch finds a way to get a yard, regardless. If not, give him a second chance and he gets it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I mean, if he got a half yard with two carries, done. Like, game over. 
Man. Man, oh, man. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. But they're both going to make each other better. I think Russell Wilson is in for a huge year, especially with Jimmy Graham, especially in terms of his touchdown total. You know, I mean, he can get away. You know, he's really good at, at avoiding, you know, hits. You know, he likes to run around outside the pocket. So I think that's a good way for him to get Jimmy Graham the ball. Is six foot six dude, you know, who can out jump any of the guys that that's near him. Good way. Good way to get move the chains. Um, all right, so this is interesting. Um, Sarah Thomas, I mean, congratulations to her. She is the first full-time female official of the NFL. Um, congratulations to her. I, I, I don't really have a whole lot to say. It, it, times are changing, no? Oh, yeah. I mean, when it first happened in the NBA... And it was shocking. And now NFL, because it's such a physical game. I guess the only thing I worry about is because you see so many times NFL referees get run over or, you know, in the middle of a play. And, you know, I just you just worry that she's going to – you don't want her just to get hurt, you know, because football is such a dangerous game. And sometimes the referees do get hurt at times, you know. That's the only thing I worry about. But other than that, though, congratulations. And, yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, it's happened now in the NBA, and now it's NFL. and. It's good, you know. It's, yeah, she's got I mean, see she's, more, more and more women get involved. I mean, you see more and more women, you know, on the field analysts. And, you know, it's it's good. You know, it's, it's it really is. Do you think this sports. will ever become a problem in the future? I don't you know. know. With the whole, I mean, I'm not trying to get into the whole sex thing, you know. I mean, it, times are changing, you know, the right. feminist movement, you know. I, I get I'm all sure that. I, I support that. Um. You know, I mean, but, I mean, being around a whole bunch of, you know, dudes, athletes, you know, that are jacked up on testosterone and all that stuff, I mean, do you ever see it, do you ever think it could ever become a problem? Because I, I could. I, I could actually see it. You know, it could be. I just wonder about, like, if she, you know, what if she's, I'm, you know, a sideline judge or something, and a player gets knocked out of bounds and gets knocked into her. She's going to get hurt because... We're talking about, you know, even a wide receiver at 190, 195 pounds coming out of her full speed. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. And what if what if a linebacker bumps into her or something? I mean, I mean, we're, we're still talking about this is a, you know, a woman. Uh, this is a woman, you know, and a, a big guy like that. Or if a, if a linebacker ran into me, I'm 230 pounds. He'd probably hurt me. I mean, we're talking about a woman. I mean, that's the only thing I worry about. Other than that, though, I mean... It's. I'm happy. I mean, we're seeing more and more women get involved. Look at the San Antonio Spurs. They hired a woman assistant yeah. coach. I yeah. mean, this past year. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it's it's good. But that's the only thing I I wonder about uh, something like that happening because, as you know, these NFL guys are so big and fast and strong. I mean, well, all I NFL officials should probably wear some kind of protective gear. Yeah, because even not even the uh, the most of the referees nowadays are uh, middle aged or old. Yeah, yeah. It was worried I mean, about her. I mean, besides, like no one's built like Ed Hockley, you know. No, I mean, <laughs> no he's one of the kind. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, he could probably hurt a linebacker. That guy's so big. But yeah, I mean, you, you would think that they would. I mean, because I mean, obviously, it doesn't happen a lot, but 
you know, but the one time or the few times that it does, it can be a little bit, you know, a bit more invasive than than, than people think. So I always wonder uh, that though, like these referees that some of them are like really, you know, getting up there in age and right. I was worried right, right. like truck or something ran over and jeez, I mean, you don't want something like you know tragic to happen on the field because, like I said, NFL. NFL nowadays is just these guys are just so strong. I mean, look at what they bench press. How many times they bench press two twenty five, and how fast they are. And and it's it's a, as you said, it's a it's a physical game. I mean, it really is. And more and more injuries. And I'm just surprised we don't see as many injuries to referees during games. I mean, you see it here and there, but not as much as you would anticipate. Right. They're pretty good about getting out of the way, though. They are. Yeah, well, I would. <laughs> Yeah, I I agree. I, I would too. I mean, I no way, no way. Especially a linebacker coming at you full speed. I mean, can you imagine a James Harrison coming at you at full speed. Yeah. Oh my God, that guy is so strong. Pound for oh, pound, super. Strong. He's one of the strongest guys in the in in the NFL. I mean, just pound for pound. He did a push up with. I was somebody sat one of the offensive linemen. I want to say the Steelers sat on his back. 300-pound guy, and he was doing push-ups with him on his back. I mean, it's just amazing how strong oh, that guy is. should be a power lifter or something. Strongman contest. He's a, he's a scary yeah. guy. He's a good-looking dude. I, I wouldn't mess with him. <laughs> I wouldn't want to fight him in a alley. I mean, he's a he's a strong... He's, he's just a strong, tough-looking guy. Uh, I don't know. We shall see, though. Um... Let's see other news. We got uh, Andrew Luck, the Colts, picked up his fifth-year option. So now he's safe for 2016. Uh, he's going to make auto- automatically guaranteed almost, what, I think like $17 million, no yeah. matter what. I mean, even if he gets hurt. Um, and obviously the Colts are, <laughs> are preventing as long as they can to get this new contract that he's going to receive, um, obviously, after next, after this coming year, uh, I can't even imagine what this contract is going to look like. They were seriously. Yeah. Yeah, pro- probably the highest paid player in, in the NFL. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I thought about it. When his contract's up, he, he will be the highest paid player. I mean, he's had a phenomenal run, too. I mean, three straight playoffs. In three straight seasons, uh, eleven wins, uh, minimum of eleven wins all three seasons. I mean that's 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 phenomenal. Yes, yeah, I mean obviously he hasn't he's gone taken one season. step every year. The first year he took the Colts to the playoffs. The second year he took them to the second round. Now he took them to the AFC title game. Now it's now maybe the next step Super Bowl. But they gotta. They New England's been their Achilles heel. They really yeah. have been. They get to get by New England. Yeah, that's that's the big downside. But can't take anything away from them. I mean, especially this past season. I mean, he threw for what over forty touchdowns. I mean, forty-seven hundred yards. Some. So he's becoming the elite, as we talked about, as as everyone pretty much hyped up to be. So. Um, but we're at the top of the hour. Um, take a quick 
break. Uh, remember, you're listening to the Gridiron Talk coming at you live from NGSCSports.com. Check us out on our website at NGSCSports.com and our Facebook page and Twitter handle. Uh, quick word from our sponsor, DraftKings. The wait is finally over. Baseball season is here at last, and the excitement continues all season long at DraftKings.com, the official daily fantasy partner of Major League Baseball. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitment, just instant cash, instant gratification. Why wait until the end of the season to claim victory when you can win huge cash every day? At DraftKings, it's like a brand-new season every time you play. Just select two pitchers and eight position players, stay under the salary cap, and you could be on your way to enormous payday. Last year, Peter from Colorado won a million bucks at DraftKings in one day just playing fantasy baseball. Hundreds of thousands of fantasy sports fans just like you have already cashed in at DraftKings. Now it's your turn. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code SPREAKER to play for free. You could win part of the $300 million in prizes being awarded this season. Use promo code SPREAKER for free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. There you have it. Uh, all right, let's talk about some other news. A lot of more tidbits coming up here. Stephen Ridley uh, just signed with the Jets. What do you think about Stephen Ridley signing? I mean, obviously, that's kind of a crowded backfield there as well. Um, and Stephen Ridley coming off a torn. ACL and MCL uh, this past October. Um, he's been making a big difference for this team, for Todd Bowles' new team. It depends. I mean, this is a safe signing. I mean, if he doesn't pan out, they're not losing a lot of money. Uh, it was kind of like a like a signing to kind of pick it up the New England a little bit. Maybe Ridley will come in, you know, be the same Ridley we knew. You know, get the starting job. They play the Patriots twice. We know they're heated rivals, so we'll see though. But it's the same signing. I mean, I mean, what you said. They lost. They they cut Chris Johnson last year. So I mean, he just has depth to the uh, to the running back position. And and honestly, I like what the Jets have done this year, though. I really do on both sides of the ball. I mean, you get Brandon Marshall. Uh, you get you get Fitzpatrick, who's we, he's not a great, you know. Not a great quarterback, but he's a lot better than Geno Smith in my eyes. And <laughs> defensively, you you add Cromarty, uh, Revis, you keep David Thomas, a linebacker. They were able to re-sign him. Uh, you know, defensively, defensively, Bowles is going to do a lot. Yeah, I'm I curious mean, he's to got see the pieces there. I mean, seriously, yeah, he really he really does. I mean, and this that whole that whole AFC East is really it's been for so long. It's been such a crappy division. New England has just basically owned it. Now it's 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 interesting because each team improved, except for New England, as we said. You know, they lost a, key, a lot of key members on that defense this past they had season. Terrible. They had a, they've been having a terrible yeah. off season. Really, I mean, they have haven't done Revis anything. And Wolfolk. Yeah, they, they. But the Jets, I I really like what they did. And Ridley, like I said, it's, it's he makes it. He makes it. If not, you know, it's not like this. They're gonna be losing a lot of money on this signing. Uh, but no. I don't mind it. 
I got nothing to I I can't complain. I mean it's not a bad signing. I mean when he's when he's healthy, he's he's to me, to me he's an uh, above average back in my eyes. If when he's healthy, I mean, he's all right. Uh, he's not anything special or, or a game breaker kind of a player. I mean he's a solid in between type of you know type of runner. I mean you know that can get north and south. Um, but which they have in Chris Ivory, technically. I mean, he's, you know, that that guy runs hard, just as hard as anybody in, in the league. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I agree. I think it's more for depth, um, even though I'm not, I'm, honestly, I don't know how much depth you can get coming out of a torn ACL and MCL. Yeah, uh, there's just in October, you know. So, I, I mean, still young, so he doesn't have a lot of tread on his tires. Uh, only, I think, like 26 years old. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do it. I'm interested in seeing Todd Bowles' offense and seeing what what kind of offense they're going to run. I mean, I don't know if they're going to just stick with the whole, you know, ground game, just pound and pound and pound like like Rex tried to do the majority of his career there. Um, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, we know what he's going to do, but yeah, I, I like what the Jets have done, though, in the offseason. I mean, like you said, signing Brandon Marshall. That was a huge, yeah. huge pickup. Revis Cromarty. I mean, they got Sheldon Richardson there, too. I mean, yeah. that guy's a freak. You know. But, yeah, I mean, talk about terrible, terrible offseason for, for the Patriots. It seems like they're coming to a fall. It really seems like like now that they've won, you know, Tom Brady's won his fourth Super Bowl. It's like, well, there's not a whole lot to do for him. And what do you what you think of? Um, did you see the video that surfaced on the internet? Was it last week or the week before? With Tom Brady on vacation, jumping off a cliff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, boy, yeah. I, yeah, I don't that. know. I wonder how uh, uh, Belichick and and Bob Kraft felt about that video. <laughs> that wasn't. That was a pretty high jump. Looked pretty high. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure how, how tall it was, but yeah. Uh, who knew? Tom Brady's got some uh, got some adrenaline kick to him. So he's Tom Brady. He can do everything. He's Tom Brady. I, <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. But talking about the AFC, I mean, that whole division is is getting better. You know, the Bills got better, Jets got better, Dolphins got better. And everyone's getting better except the Patriots, who seem like they got worse. So what do you think? What do you think of Miami bringing in Wes Welker? I mean, they haven't signed them, but they yeah, they brought him for. Yeah, I you know I I don't know. I thought Wes Welker was going to just hang it up. I mean, he's taking yeah. so many concussions, so for him to risk that, I mean, I, I understand that he wants to play the game. You know, just like any other athlete wants to keep playing as long as they can. But comes a time where, you know, he's like on his fifth concussion already, you know, and, and he suffered like two of them this past year. I mean, it's, it takes a toll. It's got to take a toll, especially for the way he plays and how they use him or how he's been utilized. Uh, even at the start of his career, you know, when he was returning kicks and punts, I mean, you take some hits, you know. Like seriously, just a 
free fall sprint to, to knock you over. So I don't know what they're what they're going to do with him. I mean, I'm sure if he plays, they're going to find a way to find ways to utilize him. But I mean, they got what they got Kenny Stills there. They have uh, the young guy Jarvis Landry there as well. Um, and and Tannehill can throw the ball. I mean, he played pretty good last year. So I think it just will be more of an added depth, not like uh not like the player he used to be. That's for sure. You know, I'm not not that pure possession guy that it used to be. So it'll be interesting. I don't know. I I I'm excited for this for this division though. I really am. I mean, for the first time, it seems like it's starting to even out. Really. Right? Right. Yeah. No, I'm curious to see what happens this year in the uh, in the division. Like we said, New England just seems like they've owned that division for so long, and it kind of gets old after a while. You know, like you just know they're going to make the playoffs every year. You know, they're going to win a division. And, and now you got, you know, like we said, uh, Bowles in, in New York such a defensive-minded coach. Uh, look what he did in Arizona. And then you got Buffalo with Rex Ryan. And, you know, Miami's got Sue now in there. So it's going to be fun. I mean, the AFC East is going to be a little interesting this year. It really is. I still think, regardless of New England losing so many players on defense, I still think on paper right now they're still the best team in the division going in. Uh as long as you got Tom Brady, you always have a chance. I hate to say that, you know? Yeah, but it's just it's a whole new cast of players. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I agree. Tom Brady is, is, is obviously your, your bread and butter, and, and he always has been for that team. And Gronk stays right. healthy. So, yeah, Gronk obviously will be the other key part. Um considering how many injuries he's had, how many <laughs> reconstructive surgeries he's gone through. Uh, you know, and he played it out pretty good this past season. So what a year he had. He had with the, oh, the middle of the end of the season. What did he turn it on? Yeah. Oh, I agree. I mean, he, he's, he's just as part of a, a of the main point as Tom Brady and that, that team. You know, because without Gronk, I don't think there's no way Tom would have even there's no way New England would have would have gone that far. I don't think. I, I don't think they could have done it. Yeah, because if you look at their wide receivers last year, I mean, guys like, you know. Well, I mean, they, they had good. I mean, it's I not mean, like the wide receivers are bad. You know, you still had. I mean, Julian Edelman played pretty phenomenal. Oh yeah, Edelman played good. Yeah. In, you know, I mean, Amendola was a bust, but he still had his. You know, he had his few moments uh, throughout the season. Uh, obviously, he he came through, you know, towards the playoffs, so that was kind of good for them. But yeah, I mean, you, you don't, not the same. It's not the same premier guys that that used to be there. So I don't know. It'll be a fun year uh, in the AFC East. It'll be a, definitely a fun year to watch in the AFC East with Rex Ryan talking trash and. And uh, yeah. like we said, that that, that first Dolphins Patriots meeting with Sue, if you're gonna court, Rex just Ryan just Rex Ryan just can't get out of that division. <laughs> you know, like he's glued there. Like people, it seems like the you know the the Northeast part just love Rex Ryan for some reason. Yeah. I mean, for I mean, as 
as good of a coach he did, you know, obviously, you know, going to the, you know, the AFC championship games and, and all that and, you know, building that defense how it was, uh, you know, a handful of years ago. Other than that, it's not like he's been phenomenal or anything. He hasn't really done anything a whole lot, especially the past couple of seasons. I don't understand how he just, I mean, it's so quick. You just get the job like that, you know. Okay, Jets let you go, and now it's Buffalo. It's like, you know, 50 <laughs> miles away, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like it just it just seems like they love him out there. I mean, could you imagine if they brought, you know, Rex Ryan to New England? Oh man. <laughs> After Belichick. Yeah. Oh. oh that'd be that would that'd be that'd be weird. But I'm curious though the day when New England has to rebuild, which eventually it's gonna have to happen. I mean Tom Brady can't play forever. Bill Belichick can't coach forever. What's that's gonna be so weird seeing the Patriots as a rebuilding team when that day ever if it ever comes. <laughs> I think it's going to happen pretty soon, though. Yeah, I do, too. I think it's at least a couple of years, maybe two, three years away. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're kind of in a rebuild mode right now. You know, in terms of everyone that they're letting go, you know, they're not keeping anyone. They're not bringing anyone back. I mean, you let Green go, you let Ridley go. You know, those, are, those were two of their stable backs for the past few seasons. I don't know. I'm not that organization, so I don't get to make those decisions. But we'll see. But I'm just excited for the draft. I mean, the, you know, the whole, the whole first week of free agency was great. You know, a lot of new signings, a lot of excitement, about players going here and there, and now it's completely settled down, it seems like. Um, you know, now you've just got pretty much a wasteland of, of veteran players uh, looking for a squad. Uh, what are you looking for in terms of the draft? What are you excited about? I'm curious. Well, of course, I'm definitely excited to see what the Bears take at seven. This is a high pick. This is the highest pick we've had, I want to say, since, I want to say 2005 with Cedric Benson when we took him with the fifth, fourth or fifth pick. So I'm curious to see who we take at seven. I really want Cooper right. from Alabama. Yeah, this would be a fun draft for me. There's be, there's like, uh, I think there's like eight wide receivers projected in this first round. Yeah, That's I want Cooper hard. really bad, but I, I think Cooper will be gone by the time we pick. I really do. Uh, I can't see him lasting on the board because he's, he's got a lot. I mean, I think he's he's the most skilled of all the wide receivers in the draft. But I'm, like I said, I'm, that the thing I'm most looking forward to. I'm also looking forward to see what the Bucks do at number one. Because I live here. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Bears fan. Don't get me wrong. But I do like the Bucks. They're my second favorite team. And I'm curious to see what they do with the first pick. You know, because it's the first time they've had the first pick since 1987 when they took Vinny Testaverde. So, a long time. Tampa Bay. They had a number one pick of the whole draft. So, I'm curious to see if they go Winston or, or, or Mariota or, or they trade the pick or if they take an offensive lineman or defensive lineman. I mean, I think it's still going to be Winston, though. I have a feeling what's the draft, like three weeks from today or something. I think Winston will be a buck. I, I still believe it. I really do. You know, a lot of mock drafts that I've been seeing, and, and we talked about the whole Phillip Rivers, a lot of a lot of the analysts that are, are 
kind of making that mock draft into into the trade for, for Philip Rivers. And San Diego is taking Marcus Mariota at number two. That'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to to the different trade in that first round. I think that's probably a lot too. You know, say that again. Yeah, we see a lot of trades on this. Because usually during the draft, you'll see a whole lot of trades. But this year, you might see quite what might see both a handful. Yeah, and obviously, I'm excited to see what my Vikings pick uh, with the 12th we'll pick, pick there. We got the 12th pick. 12. Yeah, not a still pretty high. Just usually, like you know, like drafts. Usually, you can get a premier player in the first 10, and then it kind of gets a little bit, you know, shades of gray kind of a thing towards the middle middle rounds or, or the middle picks. You know what I mean? Because it's not like one guy that specifically stands out. It's, it's very close in terms of the different tweaks and the players that they're looking for. So, I don't know. I'm excited to see where Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon land, uh, considering those are the only two running backs that are actually projected in the first round. Um, Considering that, you know, the past few years, running backs have just been a wasteland in terms of the NFL draft. I mean, it seems like more and more, you know, it seems like teams have gotten away from the whole running back thing where they used to be, you know, they used to just take over the majority of the first round, seems like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so but God, there's a ton of wideouts this draft. I mean, so wideout heavy. I mean, every team can get a you know, most teams will get a wideout if they need one. Um, where do you think Gurley will go? That's yeah, hard to say. I mean, you know, it's one thing I noticed about this draft. Like you said, I've been reading a lot of mock drafts myself. And a lot of people have different picks everywhere. I mean, I've never seen that before. You know, like everybody's yeah. like top ten picks are all different. It's yeah. it's very and especially getting this late to the draft because we're you know we're a few weeks away and and there's a lot of different picks. So I don't, I'm curious. What, what do you think about Johnny Manziel? You think uh, uh, Johnny he gets traded or no? I don't think. I mean, Cleveland exploring want. draft. I mean, they want to. I heard Cleveland just thinking about. Oh, try to get one of the top-notch quarterbacks, but that means moving hands out. Do you think that happens? I don't think anyone's going to give up a, a high-round pick for a Johnny football. Um, I can't see that happening. Um, I don't know what they do with, with Johnny football. And honestly, a lot of the te- a lot of the players on that team came out saying they they've lost trust in, in Johnny football. Um, even though Alex Mack, the center there, he came out saying that he thinks Johnny football has what it takes to become become the quarterback and the player that that the team was expecting to be. Um, I guess it's a better term for it, but. You know, I, I don't I don't blame the players for turning turning their back on him either. I mean, the guy was just extremely confident and, and cocky esque. You know, coming into the league thinking he's just going to tear it up. You know, I mean, talk, you know, when, they, when he sent that text, you know, when he sent the text message to the uh, to what was his name, the uh, the owner. Yeah, you know, 
I mean, what would he say? Like, hurry up and draft me so we can wreck this league. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then he flipped I mean, off the rescue the sideline during the preseason. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's seriously like, I mean, you're out partying at 2.30 when you got a game, you know, at noon the next day. Like, come on now. Yeah, that that start he had against the Bengals was so bad. Remember that game? Oh, God. And they were mocking him. Remember the Bengal players? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, yeah. They were mocking throwing, him. Throwing the money signs everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, were, yeah he, he, got a, he got a rude awakening last year. You can't coast. You you know, this isn't playing at Texas A&M and you're, you know, getting ready to play, uh, you know, Vanderbilt or something. You know, you're, this is the NFL, and if you don't bring your A game and you're not prepared, I don't care who you are, you're not going to make it in this league. And I think you got a rude awakening that this league is not easy <laughs> and that if you don't get his act together, he won't be in this league for long. I mean, we'll go have it at Tim Tebow, and, and Tebow actually tried. He gave it his all. He wasn't all partying. He was the complete opposite of what Johnny Manziel stands for. And uh, right. he couldn't make it in this league. So it's a tough league. I mean, the NFL is hard to make it. I mean, you've seen so many guys. Look at Josh Freeman was a first-round pick. He's finally back in the league. He was out of the league for a year. I mean, it's Jamarcus Russell. His career didn't last long in the NFL. Number one pick. I yeah. mean, we've seen a lot of guys. I've seen so many, so many guys over the years since I've been following football, just come and go. That was supposed to be projected to be great players, and they don't last in the league. So uh, it's not easy. And Johnny Manziel, I, I don't think he can make it. I, I agree with what was Merrill Hodge said, that this guy was, you know, went in the first round, but should have been a fifth-round draft pick or sixth round, he said. I agree. Right. He, 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 uh, when you hand off the ball to the wrong side, that one play that stuck in my head was against the Bengals was when he handed the ball off and he handed it to the wrong – like the running back was going in the opposite direction and it was just – looked like a like a folly video, you know. It was, it was awful and, and he, he just looked like he didn't even know the playbook. It was just – you'd expect that from a, you know, maybe preseason but not, not the uh, end of the season, I mean. Uh, I think the problems of losing patience pretty quick with him too. So, we'll see. I don't know. A lot of the mock drafts I've seen, though, they got they got your Bears taking Amari Cooper too. I I hope number that seven. Is, I, mean, I really oh. I did see a couple, of, but I don't know if he's gonna be there. I mean, that's seven. I mean, I've heard the Raiders got interest in him. So uh, uh, I don't know. I hope it's true because I, I like Cooper. I I seen enough of him. Um, I get a lot of SEC football here in, in Florida because the Gators and SEC so big here. And I got to see a lot of Cooper last year. I, I think he's put him and Alshon Jeffrey together. I mean, it could be could be a pretty good combo. Yeah, you know, kind of make Cutler work with it. I don't know. I'm hoping we. I, I'm hoping my Vikings get something like that. Prayer for like maybe like a Brandon Sheriff or something like that. <laughs> if he's possible to fall down that far, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't mind the taking guy, Todd. I wouldn't mind taking Todd Gurley either, though. Yeah, I'm going with one guy like in the draft. The guy from the Gators. Uh, oh, what do you call it? The Fowler. I think he's that guy. He's so strong, and I mean, I I know uh, it's so fast for a guy his size. 
I, I really do like Fowler a lot. I think he's jumping up on a lot of draft boards. I, I think he could be one of those type of pass rushers that could get, you know, 10 to 12 sacks a year. I mean, I, I really, I'm really big on Fowler. I don't know. What do you think of him? Yeah, he's going to be a beast, I think, but he's probably a high motor. First. He, he's going in the first two, first four. I mean, obviously, yeah. first four picks, I don't think he lasts much longer than that. Uh, I, I, I can't see him. I mean, he's probably one of the, the highest, uh, one of the highest rated players coming into this draft. Uh, I mean, besides him and like uh, the D tackle, Leonard Williams from USC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those guys are pretty much top five picks as well. Can't see them really falling anywhere far, but I'm hoping we either get. I said I'm hoping we get like Brandon Scherf or something. Maybe he falls. Yeah. Um, if not, I, I wouldn't mind taking Todd Gurley. I think that guy's a beast. Yeah, I think, I think Gurley will be good. I really do. Uh, uh, I liked his running style last year. I really. I really thought he was the best back in the country. I really do. Uh, seeing him play for Georgia, I think. I think. Yeah, we're going to need one AP, too. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, AP is only going to be here for another year or two. I mean, mm-hmm. probably most likely. So, I mean, I know we have Jarek McKinnon, but he's not a three-down back. He's not going to be. So, I'm thinking we need to at least, you know, get someone to supplant AP. And Todd Gurley kind of fits the mold for what we have. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Excited for the draft. But uh, thank you to the end of our show. So just want to thank everyone for tuning in. I remember you listened to the Gridiron Top coming at you live from NGSC Sports. Uh, check us out on our website at ngscsports.com. Follow our Facebook page and Twitter handle. Your co-host Simon, DJ. That's words for the night. But everybody have a safe weekend. Don't do something I do, but have a safe weekend. <laughs> Final words. <laughs> <laughs> but again, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Have a good night. We'll catch you next week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.